Death Watch don't belong in the balance window. I don't know what the fuck is going on there. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to 10 out of 10 show, No Notes, episode 64 of Stat Check. One of the few dates a year where that joke works, um, where it's, it's the same for both sides of the pond, uh, and nobody gets confused, which is great. I'm Ennis, I'm joined by Jeremy, Anthony, and Nathan, and we hope you are all having a wonderful time this weekend as we go live, or this week, uh, and had a great weekend, as we go live to talking about all the stats, the numbers, and our general feelings on Warhammer from the past week or so. Before we get started, though... No, I don't have anything. Um, how's everybody getting on? Anthony, start us off. What? Uh, the last weekend was pretty good. I went up to um, BFS. I didn't play because I was busy on Saturday, but busy recovering uh, from the traveling. When did I get back from LGT? Was that a week ago? Two weeks ago? Fuck knows. Anyway, um, BFS was cool. I went up. Uh, it looked like the event ran well. Um, it was in the Palisades Mall, kind of where it's been the last two, three years. I went to that event at some point in my competitive career don't know when now because covid robbed me of my sense of time um that is that the finals of that event actually is responsible for my most embarrassing loss and i will tell that story at a later date or if you catch me in person at a tournament uh i'll, I'll get you after the show <laughs> yeah that's the uh the lost a game without rolling dice to sean it's good uh, fun there's a stream of that somewhere um so yeah it was good it was good to go back um see a lot of the people uh watch other people pilot world leaders because i've only really seen myself pilot world leaders um so that's figured out cool. why the win rate's so low i mean it's an army with no guns it's not very easy to use um so that went well um nothing else super interesting i've been oh i got to play a game without uh invocatus being able to scout so i just detached him from the unit and then used him to wallop tyranid shitter units until the end of the game when he killed the trigon good job invocatus you did it uh his fallback in charge would have made that game a lot faster if he was in the unit when it was stuck in combat but that's okay um so you know it is what it is sometimes they make mistakes with their rulings and this is the world we live in now i think i'm just going to continue to play my lgt list unchanged because uh it works and Pretty i don't good. like change and i haven't found a way to find to spend those 25 points but also i think it's really funny to watch people try and spend those 25 points like i get sent a lot of world leaders lists now because i responded to a reddit <laughs> comment asking like how i did well and then i answered them uh so i have been getting a lot of world leader related questions um and there's a lot of people really, really upset. Like, I thought it was like a joke that like people are like, must be 2000 points or at least close. But like, no, people get like real upset. They're really trying like make the list a lot worse to spend those last 25. Um, but yeah, that's been my last week. A lot of answering questions about world leaders and doing world leader related activities and then stopping by at a tournament. That was it. Sure. Nathan, how about yourself? Um, I played some 40K, which is a novelty. I know, right? I took John Lennon's list and I played into Leaves of Otan and I played into some world leaders and proceeded to turn one detonate an Angron that got a little too close after I 
decided to ping shadows turn one so he didn't advance far enough to charge me turn one really um so did yeah i'm back at all he did not he re-rolled with the thing every turn and then did a re-rolled with fate so like did all the re-rolls he never rolled more than two sixes the entire game on anything so he never came back he died turn one and then decided he was not interested in any of the shenanigans ever again <laughs> Yeah, that guy got abandoned by corn. <laughs> Hasn't happened to me yet. He's he never turns. They don't have blood and just left. <laughs> what? But they're full of ichor, not blood. That's not the same thing. It's true. There's yeah. no blood. It's just goop. Um, like if you add ichor to your blood pile, that's an ichor pile. Not like that's just that's just eaten by acid. So. And then I played against um, Leagues of Otan by Seth on like War Game Warzone Atlanta terrain, which was fine, except that their craters apparently are line of sight blocking. Their craters are obscuring and their crates <laughs> yeah. are breachable. Yeah. <laughs> Which is real funny when... No, no, no the crates aren't even breachable. Through the crates. Anything. The crates count as being less than two inches tall, but so also obscuring. Just walk through it. Um, I told you about this. A malice I missed after... that part. I thought it was just breachable. <laughs> no. no. Seth so discovered a it in RTT. It and like ran the Maliceptor through crates, basically, into the middle. Hell um, yeah. That... The games were both examples of why I should just take fixed with the army instead of tactical. I definitely should have just taken fixed in the games with Botan, and then I wouldn't have been trying to run across the board to try to capture the last objective and then not lose 69 to 56. Army's real good at not picking up Sagittar. Real good at killing everything else. It picked up 20 Hearthguard without breaking a sweat. It just had no concerns. The Hive Tyrant killed two calls in melee combat, which was pretty funny that, that's a that's an infantry model that infantry models do not get to exist on the board against Terranids. everybody knows this yes you got three wounds or less Terranids want to want to meet you <laughs> it's true um synaptic nexus is pretty neat uh being able to reroll ones to hit into wound is kind of cool armor of contempt is fine on synapse creatures um other than that i'm gonna keep playing Tyranids. i don't know what i'm gonna do with zoanthropes but if i don't play synaptic nexus i'll probably ditch zoanthropes for something else that fallback um, and shoot is clutch for them. It is. It's so good. Um, being able to fall back and shoot is real, real choice with the whole army. Zone tops uh, are the worst data sheet you have to play in Terranids. It makes me so upset. They genuinely good. just suck. <laughs> no, no, no. no. Mean, that's Termagants, no. really. That's if you're gonna play like the unending swarmless Termagants are just no, because they're genuinely a good data sheet in that detachment. They do tons of stuff. Zone tops are a last cannon that's thirty seven points. I just. Hate it. <laughs> no, you. At least it's a lethal hits las cannon. Yeah, nope. it's I refuse. I refuse to respect the zoanthrope. It's movement five. No, <laughs> it's not though. It's movement five plus d six, right? So six, sure. <laughs> yes. Um. Other than that, it's fun. I'm painting a bunch of stuff. I entered an avatar cane into a painting contest here locally, so I'm working on that for the end of October. Nice. Um, you know what? Not painting monsters. No, probably not, because there are like several professional painters who paint in those competitions, and they typically win. Oh, there should be a pros and amateurs category for painting competitions nowadays. There probably should be, but it's like a local store one, and we just have several commission painters who operate out of our store, basically locally. Um, and then I'm looking forward to playing in this team's event where I have a. I'm definitely the weakest link. On oh, yeah, we'll, we'll, plug, we'll plug that in a bit because that, that's <laughs> but, it's gone out of hand. But I don't know. Innis, how was your weekend? 
Uh, I didn't do a ton, which is nice. It doesn't usually happen a lot. Um, I was meant to play some, like, 40k on Sunday, and then I got rescheduled to tomorrow, so I'm playing some 40k tomorrow instead. And other than that, I just kind of, like, didn't do anything for a weekend, which is, yeah, like I said, not not a thing I do get to do very much. Um, so I just kind of vibed. It was nice. Uh, I've played a few games of 40k because I kind of do that a lot. But other than that, mostly building and painting some marine stuff, um... Smashing some some lists together, playing a bit of TDS and stuff like that. But honestly, nothing nothing too exciting for me. I I go into as of Saturday. I have five tournaments in six weeks, though. So you know, I get back to I get back to hectic real quick. That's a lot of tournament. It is a lot of tournaments. I'm only only two of them are in Scotland as well. So <laughs> what three Cali finals? I'm going down to England uh, for Battle of Britain at the end of the month as well. Sure, it's okay. like it's like it's still a different country, dude. Like, chill. Uh, it, it's like it? a weekend. It's like a weekend commitment and eight hours of travel on each end, right? Like, it's not close. I realize for eight you, hours. that's very close, but eight for us, I could get almost any driving probably. Oh, I was like, bro, I took a three-hour train from Edinburgh to London. What do you mean? No, no not going to Edinburgh is like a, still like a six-hour train as well because it's not the fast route. Um, it's not high speeds. Um, but yeah, no, so yeah, I, I've got like an RTT this weekend, a local GT, then I'm down in Nottingham for a team event, then I fly to California, then I have a weekend off, then I fly to Atlanta. So it's somewhere in that I'm meant to have jury service, but I think I've got that postponed. We'll find out. Otherwise, the day after Atlanta, I need to be the, I need to be in Dundee, and I'm going to be in California, so that's going to be difficult. Uh, so we're going to figure that out as we go. Um, it does seem hard. Yeah. It, so yeah, it's uh, it's been interesting. I'm looking forward to looking forward to getting back into playing a bunch of 40k. The Space Marines Codex looks super fun. I'm super like I like it a lot more than the Nids book, which feels weird given that it's a lot more of a nerf from the index than the Nids book was. Um, but I like the things it wants to do more than I like the things Nitz wants to do. I was gonna say like, you get to play damage. Yeah. I like the damage. fact that it does damage, and that, that makes me happy. Um, yeah, Iron Hands, Games Workshop, just making sure me and Nassim get tickets next year. Uh, <laughs> yeah, for real. Uh, but no, that, that's been me. How about yourself, Jeremy? Because you have the most interesting story. Yeah, I played in a GT this weekend, and I... Yes, Anthony? My cat is yelling at me. I'll be right back. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, so I went out down to Quebec City. Uh, a friend of ours, Max, was hosting a GT out there. Uh, and I won my very first GT. Which is, for some people who were there, very surprising. But uh, yeah, I've never won a GT. I've won best overall. I've won team events. I've won lots of RTTs. Uh, never won a GT before this. So it was uh, pretty awesome. Hell yeah, dude. Super happy for you. I'm glad you can finally get over that hump. Yeah, uh, as I was talking to a friend of mine a little while ago, it was very much a monkey on my back more than anything else that I had not like checked that one thing off. Um, and now it's gone. So, yeah. That's right. Now, next we get you your super major, all right? <laughs> Let's start with a major. No, no, Brian skipped major. Like, Brian skipped me. <laughs> Brian skipped I've, GT, by the way. Dude, but, I've uh, been doing the slow march up the... Have you not? Have you had a super major yet, Anthony? Nope. nope. We're gonna get you one of those as well, man. You gotta start. You gotta come back to singles for like three months of a season to get a super major. Oh, uh, <laughs> so fun fact: a thing I noticed while I was at BFS, someone was like, "Oh, like you know, what are you doing after finals? Like, what's your next like you know singles event?" And I was like, "Oh, it's uh next September." <laughs> <laughs> what well, for LGT again? 
maybe. Like, that's the closest possible one. I keep telling you, you have to come and defend your title at Dust. Yeah, like, maybe Dust, but, like... If you do Dust, I'll try and make Dust. Sure. Uh, we'll see how good World Eaters are. If World Eaters are still good when, <laughs> when Dust happens, I'll try and win it again with Eaters. God, that would be beautiful. Um, that would be 20, full circle. Just 20 Tim in the finals again. Come get me Deet Leafs. <laughs> Poor Tim. <laughs> no, tell, us, not... tell us a bit about your GTA, Jeremy. What did you play? Uh, yeah, so I had been planning... I, had, I honestly had no idea what I was going to take until the data slate dropped. Um, mainly because I had no idea where the meta was going to shake out to. Uh, and as soon as I saw the data slate points, I immediately went, I'm going back to my short kings. I'm going back to Votan. Um, because while I could have run Dark Angels or a few other different variants, uh, I decided that I wanted to paint like 1,400 points of an army in the... Well, it turned out to be a week and a half before the event because I kept <laughs> pushing it back and running into I don't feel like painting moments. Uh, so I ended up painting about 1,000 points of it in the four days before the event. Um, yeah, so I brought my Votan. I brought... Uh, Fairly standard Sagittar rush list, 30 warriors, six Sagittars, um, and 12 Thunderkin with Grav, a Call, a, a Lone Grimnir, and two Iron Masters, and then two units of bikes. Um, the bikes were my MVP all weekend um, because, yeah, fast and fly is really nice to have in that army because the rest of the army is, well, the Sagittars are fast, but everything else in the army is slow. <laughs> you mean to tell me you have a source of fast fly that isn't a 420 point demon primark? Yeah. It's only so points. do you. It's a regular demon prince. It's just not a good fast fly. <laughs> what defines fast? Are we talking like 10 inches or 12 inches? I, I'd settle for 8 base with fly. That'd be fine. I would take raptors and eaters if they would let me. You know fly isn't good anymore, right, Anthony? Fly is so good when there's gargoyles on the table. That's true. That is so really I will true. say, Fly is also amazing when your opponent backs his Rhino up an inch away from the bikes, and that Rhino is full of Plague Marines, and you have guns that can go on only go on this side of the Rhino. So you fly the bikes over the Rhino, park exactly an inch away, and say, that Rhino's dead, and everything now disembarks in full range of all the guns. That yeah, seems bad. It was real bad. That was my round four where I went in, and it was just like... So, <laughs> so you're gonna have a bad time now. Yeah, the bikes. It, it was funny because turn one, the bikes. I, I'll go through my. I'll actually go through all, all five of them against because they were actually, all, for different reasons, five very fun games. Um, round one, I played against a specter of myself. I will say because his name was Jeremy. He was playing Dark Angels and he was playing a rather fluffy list with the Lion and Azrael and Hellblast. And he lost, so definitely specter of Jeremy. Well, I definitely saw myself in myself Jeremy. four years ago in him. Yeah, so yes. Jeremy in years past. Yeah. The ghost of Jeremy past. Yeah. Uh, super friendly guy. Um, like we had a blast of a game. Um, there, there wasn't really much of a question about who was going to win the game from the beginning. So instead I did what I tend to do with those kind of games. And I turned it into a teaching game where I walked through um, how he could score more points, how he could use, make, make better use of the units let him do that for a couple turns, then realized I'd given up the 20 and went, oops. <laughs> but at the same time, he had fun. He enjoyed the game. Um, we chatted a little bit more through as the weekend went on. Uh, I told him about stat check because he had never heard of it, so he might be tuning in tonight. Um, if he is, Jeremy, it was a pleasure meeting you and a pleasure playing you. 
Uh, so that was my run one. It was, and his list was like it was Hellblasters with Azrael and an Apothecary, which is cute. Um, he did have the Aggressor Bomb, but didn't have a Land Raider to put them in, so that was a little unfortunate. Uh, and then he had a Terminator Brick with uh, a Strike Master, so you know, some some interesting and, and nice tech, but definitely not an optimized list. Um, beautifully painted, though. He, he, as he was telling me at the beginning of the game, he's primarily a hobbyist uh, more than a uh, player. Um, yeah, and then round two, I played into John Winter Russell, who is a dear friend of mine, and <laughs> most Nicest people here man have... on the planet. <laughs> Yeah, I think everyone here has now met him because they would have met him because Nathan and Innis. I don't know if you actually met him, Innis. I know Nathan did meet him at WTC. Uh, he was our fifth I might coach. Have, like spoken to him, but not consciously known that it was him. That's probably more likely. Yeah, that makes sense. So he was the he was our fifth coach for WTC. Um, Anthony played him at Dust to a draw against his guard. Uh, John is a lovely person, and we. We both were having so much fun that we weren't paying attention to the clock on either side. Um, and we only played four rounds of Warhammer and it ended in a draw, Oops. which was that moment of like, right. And that was with the TL giving us an extra five minutes because he kept asking me rules questions. Um, <laughs> Max, I love you. We need a judge next event. <laughs> um, so yeah, we played that out to a draw. Um, highlight of that game was... Uh, I had a full unit of Thunderkin sitting in cover, unable to be seen by anything that would strip cover, and I lost the entire unit to indirect shots. Oops. Hell yeah. Apparently Manticore is rerolling everything on on rerolling all hits against something that has uh, five or more models in it is real good. It's just real, okay, real you know. Bad. It's fine. It's fine. Look, it's your fault for having stuff in range. It's true. On it's the table. Not been on the table. That's I said what I said, and I do not I do not recount a single instance of what I said. Uh, so at this point, <laughs> it was kind of interesting because my original goal for the weekend was to just go 5-0 and not care about points. Now that I had a draw, I cared about points. Uh, hey, so... Pickles. <laughs> what? Hello, Kitty. <laughs> um, so yeah, so round three, I went into Cedric, who was playing CSM. He had a big brick of Possessed with a Master of Possession, big brick of Terminators with Abaddon, a couple Forge Fiends. To unit, a unit of warp towns and a unit of obliterators, and a couple units of cultists. It was. Uh, I love those possessed. They're so not the right way to go, but they are cool. They are cool. They killed a Sagittar. And then they died horribly. Exciting. Right. And the Terminators killed five Hearthkin warriors. And then they died. And Sick. So, so this game was. We were playing Sites of Power. Um, which is a choice. Uh, One of the missions in the pack, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, not in the champions, which we'll talk about later. Playing several skulls. Yeah. Uh, so anyways, we were playing so we were playing this mission. Um, I identified really early on that I could just starve him out of primary. So I just threw a bunch of warriors on objectives, left them as bait because he had nothing cheap to go and dig them out with. Um, and he came full forward at me, at which point I dropped in all of my reserves, my Terminator, my Hearth, my Hearth Guard, as well as both units of Thunderkin and uh, Abaddon's Terminator squad was wiped, and Abaddon was down to six wounds at the end of my turn two. And the possessed, they had two left with the Master Possession, and they were just kind of sitting there next to a Sagittar that they then failed to kill in melee because possessed are only strength five. 
And Sagittarius are toughness 10. If you don't seal them, they are incapable of doing damage. Yep. Uh, hilariously, when he zealed them the first time and they went into the Sagittar, they barely killed it. Yeah. Because he just couldn't roll sixes. That'll happen. Yep. It was, I mean, he rolled five sixes exactly. And I was like, huh, it's dead. <laughs> barely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that unit makes me so fucking sad. I have 30 mm -hmm. possessed it, it models. Has such, it has such a possibility of being good. Um, they would have to rewrite the data sheet in the new book for it to be good. Like 512 is... is just like an unacceptable melee profile. <laughs> I mean, at least you get dev wounds. Sure. <laughs> I'm not saying it's good. I'm just saying it's better than what it could be. Could be. Yeah, the, it could uh... just not have any keyword, I guess. It's true. Actually, the ultimate disrespect would be if it had, like, sustained. That would be just complete dog shit. <laughs> no, because then you could always pack for lethal. I guess. Sustained lethal's kind of nice. It's not that nice, is it? it? Just, I know. It just means that you would never make them undivided. You would make them uh, slanesh. Uh, then you couldn't weren't. profane zeal. What are you guys all about? <laughs> yeah, but you wouldn't profane zeal then because you don't care. About rerolling all wounds, you just you, want to reroll hits no, no, with the lethal. Hold on, Jeremy's onto something. You wouldn't profane zeal ever with that we, unit because it would never see the table. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. Maybe I don't know. Knock seven points of model off and then take away the Jeremy. Just stop, dude. Right, like right, you can't. <laughs> Possessed are really good at making the master possessions kill Magnus. That's all I got. Yeah, that guy fucks Magnus yes, up. That is very true. Yeah. What do you mean I don't get my minus one damage? He also he fucks him up in shooting as well. You get yep. the, you get the yeah. two for you get the dev wounds in shooting, then dev wounds in combat, and then he goes away. It's great. Yeah. Yep. Uh so that was round was a 20 0 I basically at that point just put my foot on the gas and said, No, I need points because <laughs> uh yeah, I was I needed to go I needed to now go four oh and one and score more points than anyone else who ended up four oh and one. Which spoiler I can alert, milk you <laughs> Round four, Francois goes in. Francois, who was at this event, uh, was playing Unending Swarm, and was three and zero at the end of day one. And I was like, "Oh, you're gonna dodge me!" And because we had played this practice, this, this the, the we had played this matchup, and I had tabled him in in two turns because if anything that Votan have, it's volume into hordes because every single gun is blast that matters in the in the army. Um, but anyway, so I was a little, I was getting a little sketched out. Uh, and it, it showed at dinner. But uh, so Sunday morning, I played into Death Guard on Purge and just went. Uh... So I'm going to get hold, hold more and maybe a kill. And you're going to get hold, kill and kill more every turn <laughs> because I can't kill you. Or at least I can't kill you nearly as efficiently as you can kill me now. Uh, and he also took the minus one weapon skill and ballistic skill. Uh, contagion, which. When your army is weapon skill and ballistic skill four, hurts it is annoying. real bad when you get in contagion range. Um, and it was funny actually. He uh, <laughs> he was he was talking about the various buffs that Mortan gave, and he's like, you know what? I'm actually going to use this one. And he started taking the increase in uh, contagion range uh, buff on Mortarian just so that I would have to sit outside of twelve inches to shoot him now. Um, because turns out that when you pop Cloud of Flies and give stealth to a unit and you're within that range, uh, Voten hit on sixes, sometimes fives. Feels great. Um, so 
did play through that game. Um, ended up winning it on secondaries because he deployed a little too defensively and couldn't get out and do some of the secondaries that he drew. That he drew. Uh, whereas for this entire weekend, I just played fixed cleanse and homers because I had a whole bunch of trash units that could just sit on objectives and say, this is mine, this is mine, this is mine. Um, yeah, and then round four, Francois drew. And so now we're sitting here at the end of round four with four of us on three wins and a draw. <laughs> and we're all going to play into each other. So my options are I play into Eric Marcoux, who is a Quebec City local who is playing Eldari, or I play into Francois, who is playing the Unending Swarm bit list with 50 gargoyles and I think it was 100 gaunts. Uh, I'm pretty confident into both of these, but that means that whoever I don't get ends up playing John. And we don't know where that's going to settle out. Um, so this is always the fun thing of draws and five round events where you can end up with two people that are undefeated. Uh, and so round five, I pair into Eric, uh, Francois, then pairs into John. Our games kick off and Eric taps the top of two. What went wrong for the elder there? Uh, Eric did not. So deployed as I had been deploying most of the game, Sagittarius online. We're playing WTC fixed layouts. Um, Sagittarius having scout six means I can deploy on the line and with that six inch movement, because I've pre-measured it all out, hide behind ruins so that none of his fire prisms or anything else can see me. He's going to shoot me at night spinners. I don't really care too much. He only has one night spinner. Um, he can't crack my transports, which means that the in-card doesn't go anywhere, which means that I'm basically safe. Uh, I go first and just move everything forward. Uh, drop tokens on the Yinkarn, on his Hornet, and on one of his Warwalkers, and a unit of War Spiders, I think. I can't remember this. Oh, garbage this in the Yinkarn. Hmm? Garbage in the Yinkarn. Yeah, and, and basically the goal here is I'm just going to push as much forward into you, um, because if I do enough damage early on, you cannot come back. Um, and so turn one, I killed... I only killed a Warwalker and a Hornet, and that was fine because at this point I now have, we're playing, I think it was Taken Hold. We were playing Taken Hold with Hidden Supplies, which meant that, and so at the end of my turn one, I have Sticky Objective in my home with Warriors that have now run away so that they're not on the objective in the event that they die to a Night Spinner and the Incarn can't get onto the objective. So that objective is now mine for the rest of the game, unless he comes down with Shadow Spectres. I hate that that's a playline we have to just like even consider. Pardon? <laughs> I said I hate that that's a playline we have. You to, also like, have to walk consider. off in case they draw overwhelming force, Anthony. Yeah, you remember yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, sure. I, I definitely have done that too. I did that. Mul I did that two times this weekend against players that were playing tactical. Where I just said that's sticky to me. I'm leaving it. You're not getting overwhelming force on that unit of warriors. The poor Chaos Knights player I played at LGT where for four turns I didn't have a unit on an objective because I was like, I'll get five in endgame and I got my home stickied, bro. You can hold on to overwhelming force. <laughs> nice. And he just kept keeping it. Yeah. Oh, that's, yeah, just get rid of that at that point. Um, And so, you know, I, I positioned myself well. I have home sticky and I have warriors on the other four objectives. Now, stick and hold, so don't, or oh, was it priority? Doesn't matter. It was priority, actually. Doesn't matter. But he's looking at the board state at the end of my one. Now, I'm going to be getting the three bonus CP for ruthless efficiency in my turn two because I killed the Hornet and the Warwalker. 
both of which were my tokened items, uh, and then went forward and looked at the. Uh, he looked at the board and said, "I." And it was basically I could see that he was trying to figure out how to hold me to a five. And I told him, I "Was like, you have to kill me off of four objectives. This isn't going to happen. You cannot hold me to a five this turn. You just have to accept that I'm going to get a 10. And He's like, "Okay, yeah, you're, you're right." And then so he he does some moves. He, um. He had teleported the Yinkarn to where the Warwalker was when it died. The Yinkarn went over and started flamering a couple of my warriors. I didn't really care because what he did there was one of his bigger mistakes. He put the Yinkarn in the open within range of me being able to drop Thunderkin that ignore modifiers right behind him. Uh, so I did that. Um, his, and then there wasn't the Yinkarn there anymore. Uh, surprising that the Yinkarn left on three wounds. It was very awkward. <laughs> I was like, oh, Ian kind of three wounds left. But one of the things that he had done was he had used a single fire prism to screen out the rest of his backfield and used the linked fire to kill two of my transports with the other fire prisms that were in his backfield. At the end of his turn, he's like, oh, right, I meant to uh, fire and fade this fire prism out of the way so you can't see it. And I was, and I was like, I'm not really, you know what, I'm just do it. And as I'm then taking my turn, I realize that him doing that left a perfect Terminator-shaped gap <laughs> right next to his fire prism. And so I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go for it. Drop the hearth guard right next to the nine inches away from the fire prism in cover behind a ruin so they can only be seen by like one or two models if he does decide to go after them afterwards uh, and proceed to pick up so the incarn's down to three. Pick up a unit of warp spiders. Pick up his um, a unit of swooping hawks that had done engage for him. And at this point, he's down. He's starting to run low on resources. And I make the nine inch charge into the fire prism. Pick up the fire prism. Tag his night spinner, and I have now a unit of hearth guard on his home objective. Turn two. And yeah, I has, can see why he concedes. Yeah, he has two fire prisms yeah. left. A tagged night spinner. A three wound Yincarn that's now sitting on the other side of the table because he teleported to where the swooping hawks were when they died. Uh, and two units of shadow specters in reserve. Yeah, for for all there are, they're not an army with a lot of stuff, right? Once they and start that's exactly it. When fast, you start losing yeah. that amount of stuff, we were looking at the table state and we were just like, all right, you've scored 25 points. Can you score 26 or 25 more to deny me the 20? And I was like, you're not going to score any more primary because I'm sitting on everything. And everything is done. And five of the six objectives are now sticky to me. So next turn, I'm just going to walk off them. Um, and then on, you know, we, we, we walked through it. We talked through a couple of things. We looked at what his card draws would be like, no, there's no way that you're going to score. So we called it there. Um, I'm sitting on the 20. And I now, Francois was two points ahead of me going into this round. So I'm now waiting on the outcome of Francois' game against John. Um, which John went first and did the extra move order on everything and just shoved Francois all the way back into his zone. Uh, so he was basically digging out of guard bodies the same way that everyone else had been digging out of gargoyles for the rest of the weekend. Uh, he ended up winning that game, I think, 12-8. Might have been 13-7, uh, but not enough to catch me. It gets me the points. Uh, I win the event. Which is, yay. Also, I assume at that point, Francois was knackered. Like, so here's the interesting thing: he had because Francois and I played events together all the time. Um, it's not unusual that it's like him in first, me in second, third, or you know somewhere in the in the in the podium. <laughs> um, this was the first Quebec tournament 
that he was not first. I was first and he was second. <laughs> um, but yeah, he actually had an amazing weekend. He had so much fun. Um, I think three or four of his opponents clocked out. While he was just sitting there going, hee hee People stress a lot when they play against Horde Army. It's one of the more interesting things about that faction. Even when you were playing like Gene Circle with like the 120 odd mm -hmm. bodies last edition, people just spend a lot of time thinking when you have a lot of stuff on the board. They're like, I don't know what to do. I'm overwhelmed. Yep. Um, it's it's very interesting. Once you're practiced on those armies, they're not as bad to play. Like people give them a lot of shit for being slow and stuff like that, but they're really not that bad. He was he lock people in decision paralysis because you just have exactly. so many decision points to make, right? So or if you in have some cases, 30 units dice to roll. Yeah. Or if you just like, especially as like the horde side of things, if you're just like never rolling a shot, I never rolling a shot, never rolling a save, you're just dudes up. Yeah, I think in his game against Eric, round four, where they drew, uh, he killed six models. It was like a unit of spiders, and I don't know what else. I think he might have killed a hornet. I mean, the but point like, of the army is not to kill things, right? No, it's just to, it's just to score. It, you you, yeah. you you take fix, you choke your opponent out of primary, especially if you go first. You just go fly my gargoyles, and they go out and make a line an inch away from your opponent's DZ, and you hope that they don't have fly, or they they hope they have fly. But um, it's really tough on the UKTC boards when you could score fifty primary in your deployment zone. But <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Those missions are so bad. Those are just the missions, dude. There aren't more missions. There no. are more missions. There are more missions, and there are more combinations, as we discovered last night. Yeah, I see uh, just say, which... I spent three hours helping write an event pack last night, you fuck. Oh, I know no. there are more missions now. You playing Scramble Fields and Secret Intel? What about the one where you get three, you get an extra card every turn? You play three uh, cards. That's you a, just that's always score 50. Oh, it's not Perma. We... It's like draw two, cycle one. Yeah, well, that's one of them. There's also one of them that's just draw three, yeah, yeah, yeah. play three, and if you're playing fixed, you get a card every turn that's yep. not in the fixed pile. Can you that discard is... it for a CP still? Yes. Yeah. Play fixed and yeah. Oh yeah. Also, <laughs> you could you could do the double up and get both of them and play four card, draw four, discard one every turn. <laughs> no more. Stop. That's <laughs> Look, the man, there's a reason we play. There's a reason the we play. Turns. Yeah. There's a reason we play chilling rain. All right. <laughs> It's not even that. It's the like none of the game mattered because primary was a joke the entire time mission that drives me fucking insane. Oh, primary yeah, targets scored forty points on turn five. So yeah. stupid. No, nope. I love primary targets. It's great. Uh, but yeah, it was a good weekend. Uh, Max ran a really tight, clean event. Um, shout out to Dan from the Red Dragon for supplying a whole bunch of the terrain on short notice to him because they had some uh, terrain that they were building for WTC ruins uh, that uh, imploded. Always. I, I don't know the full details of it. He just said that, that it destroyed itself, and I was like, "Okay, <laughs> okay." I was like, oh, I, "I heard Francois was coming. I didn't want to be around that many gargoyles." <laughs> um, <laughs> it looks less homeless. Thanks, Brian. <laughs> I was if, you're I insult, if you're going to insult the per the personalities, guys, at least super chat with it. Come on, Brian. Yeah, get it together, Brian. We know Brian's got the money for it. Uh, all right. With that, then let's go into the stats. Jeremy, keep talking. Oh, I thought it was. I know it's Nathan's job. I'll do it. I was gonna say it's Nathan's Nathan. Nathan, do the stats. Come on, get to it. I don't even know. I have it. Sure, I have it open. Bastard. 
I have visuals too this time. Ooh, oh, fuck. Is it going to translate so badly to audio? <laughs> it's going to it's gonna be terrible. I'm going to probably stop doing visuals eventually, but it kind of amuses me. Don't stop doing the visuals. It would be if you're listening hilarious. to the podcast, youtube.com slash check. Go and watch the show. Don't be a second class citizen. It would be <laughs> it would be the giga funny if you opened it and it was just a pie chart. And it like Cliff is watching the episode, and just <laughs> loses his mind. So, you so open a PowerPoint presentation. It's an audio file that he clicks. <laughs> it's really extra funny because I also hate pie charts. Yes, um, no. three dimensional pie, pie charts, charts are the worst. Anytime you put three dimensional charts in front of me, a part of my brain just like dies because most so three dimensional charts. You guys know what to do if you're in the Static Patron Discord. Tag Nathan in three D pie charts. Just only if you are also going to buy me coffee. You you coffee. have my and Anthony's full and express permission to post them in any channel you like as well. Not, no, no, do that not even per, not even permission, encouragement. You have my yes. express encouragement. We we would like actively like you to make his life a pie three D pie based misery for the next let's say six weeks. Wow, well, I was going to say 24 <laughs> hours. Let's, let's make this thematic. It can be a Chicago deep dish pizza chart. Sure. What about a three a three D sphere chart, Nathan? Three D sphere chart. Oh. Why? Three D charts are actually pointless. Unless the three dimensionality. No, they has have lots of purpose. data points on them. <laughs> a three D sphere chart that's mer that's mercator <laughs> projected into a into a rectangle. <laughs> I'm not gonna go into this a stats lecture and visualization lecture. Oh my god, I've already I've been just been tagged. tagged. Yep. Oh, damn it! <laughs> All right, if you're gonna tag me in these though, you owe me a cup of coffee every. No, nope. you, you owe Nathan that's nothing. You is. he deserves nothing. Give him nothing except st except three D pie charts. All right, we're going into the stats now. All right. Uh, the top performing faction of the weekend from a win rate perspective is Black Templars, I guess, who won 61% of their games, but only got one top four placement and six top ten placements. So I really don't care about them, actually, all that much. Um, but our top performing faction after that, who I actually care about, is Leagues of Otan, who only had four more players than Black Templars, so they only made up 3.5% of the meta. But they did win 60.5% of their games. Jeremy won their one event win for the weekend. They had three mm -hmm. top fours, eight top tens, and a 1.8 over rip. Uh, rate, be rate below them by win rate is Eldari, who had 60 players over the weekend, making up 9.1% of the meta. They had a 60.2% win rate for the weekend with five event wins, 11 top fours, and 20 top tens. So uh, Eldari dominance continues with an over fixed army fixed army yeah they're perfectly fine uh world leaders are in fourth 2.7 percent of the meta a 57.6 percent win rate but no event wins no top fours uh only five top tens so overall a zero for over rep for that faction and then Fuck yeah we boys we're back to ninth <laughs> Fucking back decent chunk of the meta Good win rate, ain't no one podium with them. <laughs> you guys are really, really good at going four and one and three and two. Dude, dude they are the three, two, three, three fucking heroes that I need them to be. <laughs> I think they're like, I don't have this infection's never getting fucking nerfed. I just, I don't need it to get buffed. Oh I just God. don't want it to get nerfed. <laughs> Not asking for a lot. 
orcs are the fifth best faction for the weekend. 37 players, 5.6% of the meta, a 57% win rate, but they won two events, had four top fours and nine top tens for a 1.49 over rep. The other event winners from the weekend were Thousand Suns, Chaos Demons, and then, oh my gosh, uh, Necrons, I believe. Yep. Those are our other GT winners for the weekend. Demons? At the bottom of the... Demons. Yes, Demons. Chaos Knights. Demons won something. Uh, yeah. Hey, do you know what? Well done to all the BTR factions for finally figuring out a list that works. Fuck yeah, guys. I don't know if Chaos with the GT win, but yeah, all, that's okay. All the B-tier factions and demons that won an event. Jesus Christ. <laughs> In the bottom of the pile, we have Blood Angels at the very bottom. 26 players, a 3.9% uh, meta representation, and a 30.9% win rate, which is... Oh my god! <laughs> definitely some feelings. Doesn't that one buy me again? A 30.9% win rate. They actually had more players than Votan as well. They had three more players than Votan playing Blood Angels. Oh, my sweet baby angels. <laughs> Guys, well, what are you doing? Next... That faction's not no. bad. Well, what? surely, surely the next faction won't be one I like to make up for it, right? <laughs> it's definitely Drukari. Nice. Um, who, had... <laughs> who barely make the cut for factions that we want to track because they barely had more than 10 players. They had 11. 11 players. Uh, 1.7% of the meta, a 34.6% win rate, which is actually legitimately just terrible. Like, honestly, guys, Drakari are the worst faction currently in the game. Blood Angels are there. I put Drakari at 21 in my tier in my meta report tier list this one. I also did. Yeah. Dude, I put um, I put demons at 21 and 22 under Drakari, but it's okay. That's not okay We're it's not how that worked it definitely went no, 19 I, 21 20 but sure no, i just i got the order wrong and it got fucked up like, no 22 either yeah i know it was whatever it was the, the other factions below in no, below 45 percent in no particular order are actually from top to bottom are death watch uh custodies astra militarum gray knights gene stealer colt and imperial knights for weekend performance um, you know what? That all makes sense. I think all those factions suck. So I think GSC is good. They just don't seem to be uh, converting. You remember how like everybody had a plan for GSC at the end of last match, and then they got worse. No, I get it, but like I don't feel like everybody had a plan. I feel like everybody had a plan for GSC and teams, and then I feel like that was like three armies, and if you didn't land one of those counters, you were like, oh, yeah, shit. that's fair. I don't know. I feel like there's just enough going wrong with GSC, and every GSC player was like, well, fuck this when yeah, that no, change that, happened. No, that's fair. It's Mycin and TJ out there waving my flag. God. The worst sign, though, I think for Drukari is that their play rate has actually dropped this week below any other faction that is a mono codex faction. I could not have been playing them. Barely. Right Barely. Barely. They're one player below Sisters. Um, but Sisters had a 51.6% win rate this yes, week. Yes, and they had three podiums, basically. They had three they top four finishes. Yeah. Sisters are, like, low-key doing way better than I think they deserve to be, and I kind of love it. It turns out that when you make Arcoflagellants, like, 13 points a model, they're actually not terrible. <laughs> I think that's... Yeah. I think the difference in play rate is pretty easily explained by the fact that sisters can still do something. Drukari just like, what are you supposed to do with that army? Dark lances and prey, baby. But even that is like, you're a shooting army that's not very good at it, or you're certainly not a melee army. You're Here's not the interesting. Good. 
over the last four weeks, so since the data slate has come into play, the least played mono army is actually Admech. Yep. But they've managed two top fours, um, so they're just below one on 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 meta rep, and they're at a forty eight percent win rate. Sisters have two players more than than Admech, uh, two and a half times the top fours. So they've had five. Uh, so they're sitting at almost a two on overrep over the last four weeks. And then you have Drukari, who has eight players more than sisters at 56 over the last four weeks. And they have a 40% win rate over those four weeks. Oh, and man. they have managed one event win, yeah. which also translated to one top four. Yeah, they are uh, like, I think the thing with Drukari is that they just don't, it's like, it's not even that it's bad. It's why though, like, why would you do this to yourself? Yeah, it has the the real like. What is this a faction's competitive advantage? What does it do better than anyone else? And so far, my list just says the first Void Raven bomber, and then it doesn't have a second item on that list. <laughs> yeah, like it just doesn't do anything. Like I don't. It look. It looks like they got like a little lost in the faction identity step because like their detachment is bad, which is annoying. But like it doesn't like Admech is like good enough data sheets that are cheap enough at this point couched in a bad detachment like yeah whatever unlucky yeah. and when they get a real detachment by the way that that's gonna be coming soon. yeah that army, that, that army might coming slam soon but jukari is like questionable data sheets with a pretty good army rule in an awful detachment and it's like all right what are we doing and then but i think also worm wandering worm has a point which is that why play drukari when you can just play yanari and you can have the good eldari data sheets with what few data sheets from the drukari index are good like you can just staple ravagers on maybe staple in some random nonsense and then well, you, you just have get, the eldari book and you get you the incarn you get the detachment rules for eldar as well right so you get to which is better and, yeah so and much you better Fuegan and yeah it's great you get fate you get fate dice yeah, and if you keep going down the line, you just replace all those Drakari models with Eldar models, and your army's way better. <laughs> yeah, it's true. You get suddenly you're like a almost sixty percent win rate faction, and you're doing real great. Um, and then I did say I was going to put up some visuals. So I'm going to put up some visuals about how the meta is doing, so you guys can kind of see what we're talking about a little bit. Because I know people love visuals or something. I don't know. We all love visuals. I don't. I don't. I don't know anymore. Uh, we'll share not my entire screen. We're going to do this, and then we're going to pop over. All right. Yes. This is just the meta data dashboard. It is a screenshot that Cliff took and then put in our chat, and I just stole it for this purpose because it's fun. So if you want to follow along at home, you can go to stat-check.com. Go to our little meta dashboard at the top. Click 10th edition, and this will be the first screen that you see. And what you really can see from here is kind of what we were talking about just a little bit, where you can look at this is essentially just balanced data slate forward, so it's four weeks worth of data. At the top, you can see Eldari still, and then Black Templars, which I guess is a thing, and then Leagues of Votan. Um, Eldari are still winning the most events. They have 10 event wins, which is more than anybody else. Uh, but the spread of event wins is significantly improved post-data slate as compared to pre-data slate. We have three factions who are kind of tenuously above the 55% line, which is Eldari, Black Templar, and Leagues of Votan. And then we have a whole sea of folks that are inside the balance data window, including Adeptus Custodes, which I think is just because of the way that it rounds up. Um, with the only three factions who are below being Imperial Knights, Drukhari, and then Blood Angels. Real rough overwrap on Custodes, by the way. <laughs> uh, yeah, Custodes haven't been doing a lot of placing. Um, 
So they have a 0.33. They haven't been placing a lot. I think custodies are seeing a little bit of competitive abandonment. They've dropped from like kind of a six to nine percent representation to like a four to five essentially. So they which is still a lot for a objectively kind of not good faction. Well, right. Custodies with only slightly less overrep than world leaders, despite having twenty percent less win rate or something. Good job, boys. I also World think there's down the four. It'll be interesting to see kind of how the next few weeks go. Some people are saying there's some like room to adapt still in that index for custodies players, and that maybe some Didn't... custodies players just haven't kind of started to do that. I think Stefan just did pretty well at LGT with them, didn't he? He went like four and one. Yeah, I mean Stefan is also just generally pretty good at Warhammer, right? So sure, but like everyone. Like, went three one one at oh, uh, the yeah yeah which like, is like respectable but you know it's it's a seventy percent win rate right like, it's good that's good yeah no it's great it's just yeah. like I think there is stuff that you can do in custodies that is strong it just isn't as strong as what everything above that is doing yeah and it kind of requires a bit at... of pilot skill to get there and custodies players custodies isn't generally a faction that draws in people who want to play a high pilot skill faction I think that's a fair like I don't mean that in an insulting way but it's generally a faction that's tied as being easy to play fairly simple oh, I do yeah yeah and then like you put that you change that to a now it's a melee faction that is durable in the right circumstances very fragile in others that has to like play with a lot of care and that's not what the faction identity has been for a long time and suddenly you have a bunch of people who are kind of like left without a home faction wise and yeah, they're all I playing think, csm now <laughs> i think if they like had just like if their like faction detachment was basically like the stormlands detachment like if custodies just advanced in charge like the msu version of custodies would be quite good but requiring like a blade champ in every fucking squad means that you're like situationally durable and like situationally not and also kind of slow yeah and the blitz the blitz being once per game and also stopping you taking like all of the other really good characters is genuinely painful like valerian's a really cool character that would be incredible in any other book and it's just like the fifth best custodies character so it just doesn't matter yeah and we do have a custodies book coming soon though don't we they're in the chart yeah they're in like the december winter, winter patch, winter so, like, 2023 right which is okay. sometime probably march 2024 well, no, there's spring then. There's spring. Winter. winter, winter is Necrons and Mechanicus. I think. Oh, yeah, okay. it's like early next year. Weird. So we'll and Dark Age and CSM are in that batch as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So they'll all probably be in like March. We might see one of the Mechanicus or Necrons books by the end of the year or something like that. I don't know. We'll have them for WTC. <laughs> yeah. World leaders are the faction that I just kind of wanted to point out. Anthony made this point earlier that they've kind of ret returned to their ninth edition ways, which you can kind of see reflected in their stats for the last four weeks where they have a 0.48 for over it, so they're not placing a lot boys. in top fours. But they do have a very respectable win rate. <laughs> uh, yeah, you see Eldar and Death Watch have all of their over still. <laughs> I yeah. do love the Death Watch over rep. The, uh, I think the thing with World Leaders is that like the army is really difficult to play to close a tournament. Mm -hmm. And it's sometimes the game is really easy to play as world leaders, but that happens about as often as they have overrep, right? Like the, you know, the overrep there could be explained by like the world leader player that went first five times in his tournament. Like, right. yeah. <laughs> you want to see something really fun right now? Um, sure. Go to the, go to the meta. Oh no. Yeah. You have yeah, to actually go to the website. You're now he's on the it. website. Oh, I was actually on the website. Yeah, already. Yeah, what just, am I doing? You're, you're go, on the go, website in the meta. You were in the right place the whole time. <laughs> go back to state of the game on the <laughs> It's like we planned it. Oh my gosh. We're going back to state of the game again. 
Yeah, we're going back here. Click on world eaters. What did it do? Clicking on world eaters. Oh, this is going to hurt. Look at the record distribution. That's my boy. There it is. <laughs> I love this. This is we my favorite. One on one wavelength. Is there one five win? Is that me again? There's two. Ah, oh, so close. <laughs> There's two five wins. I do just love it though that they are the most powerful two three three two army. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you're in a tournament and you're in the one-in-one bracket, you better be fucking scared if you pair world leaders. <laughs> Aside from that, <laughs> you're probably gonna be alright. Uh, maybe the 2-0 <laughs> bracket too. After that. Yeah, if you're 3-0 and you pair world leaders though, like you're probably gonna be fine. Unless it's me. No, to be fair, if you're in the bottom half and you pair world leaders on day two, you're just losing as well, right? Yeah, you're like... fucked. Yeah, you're just dead. <laughs> Unlucky, like, sorry. If you're on, on three or one or one and three, you pair world leaders, you sorry, bro. Not your Can't day. Wait. It's not happening. <laughs> Angron's coming back every turn in that game. Angron's will die every turn in that game. He's playing against sisters. They kill him once on turn seven. Maybe. Maybe they're playing against Drakari and they just never kill him at all. Look at that Eldar decline. It makes me so almost happy. It doesn't make me actually happy, but like it it helps so much. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So this is the the four week running average where it basically shows post data slate just the whole thing compressing. If you average out Eldar and Drakari. Uh, it's a real faction. If I you... mean, actually, Drakari only have 793 games played compared to 5,000 <laughs> yeah, like for Eldari. Six to um, one. If you're yeah. a really hateful person, you can also take great joy in just like following Imperial Knights across the sport chart. I like from here. Do you know what? Do you know what? As somebody who really doesn't like Imperial Knights, as I'm sure nobody's noticed before, yeah. Nobody has believe, ever noticed. I can't true. believe they were that high to begin with. But that's right. My, uh, you want, you want to have a really bias. a really good time as well. Follow uh, Admech. Where are they? Oh Jesus! Yeah, here. Christ <laughs> they alive. go off the screen here. <laughs> actually, the Admech one looks really healthy. And then they actually bounce back up into the balance window. Because if you click on them, they will just they're above half now. This is where you go. Where Look at go. that. It's actually pretty good. That, that's that's just straight up like that's the that's the big depper. Like it's the constellation. <laughs> that's the balance then, data slate hard at work, baby. The custodies one is also God, I love that we have this website though. You can just you know I, I never I never like even remotely express how much I love this website to everybody. Like y'all just be thankful also, that Jeremy and Nathan and Clef have put this stuff together. Custodies players, you're still within the balance window. Like, look at this. Yeah, it's just also just fine. Of it. You're also yeah. just fine. Every time a custodies player complains at me, I'm like, you're in the balance window. You're fine. Now, you to be fair, though, can I ask, how much, if you go from, like, the, like, that one that's highlighted at the end, like, how much does the game's played change? Um, this is 3,329. I mean, that's only 55 at the beginning. But... Yeah. Remember, it this looks is a like four-week it... running average. So it'll this take is a four-week running average. So yeah, sorry, Jeremy. Um, so like, but you can look at Drukari. They've just been under the whole time. They were briefly. Okay it turns out off. if you don't give them any buffs in the balance data slate, they tough, stay bad. Tough. And then Here's their Death averages Guard. went up, which was the one usable data sheet. Yep. Death Guard Death looking Guard. frankly wholesome. Yeah. I think if you just give them to all the power from pain back. Jakari will be fine. And then I genuinely stand by. Going to be interesting. Balance data slate was genuinely really good, except for the Aldar bit. Everything else in that balance data slate was great. 
And here, here's leagues of Votan generally linear increase across weeks, which is going to be great. I think that's going to continue to go into yep. the problematic zone soon, but for now, <laughs> yeah, as more and more people acquire Sagittars from questionable well, just, sources. Yeah, every time you play against Votan, it's like, why do you get twenty four hundred points? What are we doing? You're Chaos Knights as well. CK are good. CK are genuinely just a strong army. And then Death Watch just for NS. Death Watch don't belong in the balance window. I don't know what the fuck is going on there. <laughs> I don't feel like Death Watch should Death Watch shouldn't be allowed to be tracked. Like you should just not be able to know what Death Watch are doing right now. Like that yeah. faction just confuses me and I don't want to see it. So there are a thousand suns, perfectly balanced. T Suns are also like fine. They're not everybody who's great. playing T Suns now, like loves their T Suns and is like squeezing every drop out of every stratagem now. And then everybody else who was like bandwagon and just stopped playing them. That's true. And then here are Grey Knights. I'm pretty sure Grey Knights are just not very good still. All right, Contact Loss wants to know how Tau is. I Tau don't want to know how Tau is. are going to be a moment to take me to find him. There you go. Another oh, linear God. upgrade in faction. That's, that's so a little not... concerning. I already won a tattoo bet from Tau doing so well because I, too, can see the problem of giving a faction massive points decreases on a relatively efficient shooting army. Uh, Leagues of Votan, you're also in that house. Uh, All right, boys. Votan or Tau, break 55 first. What are they? No, it's uh, surely it's Votan. Didn't Votan, break it, didn't Votan break it last weekend? Well, no, no, because this is, remember, on, this, the, on this the four week running average. Uh, running average. Votan. I'm on this Votan. chart. It's going to be Votan. Uh, you can fuck up and lose this Tau because you give up secondaries. Votan's just like, I don't know, bro. Anyway, Votan are slightly behind Tau right now. Oh. But I think that. The play rate for Votan is lower. So here's the problem with Votan right now is, and Adam Camilleri highlighted it, finding models for that army is real hard, whereas for Tau, the shit that was good last edition and the edition before is still good. It's, it's only the same hard that was good in fifth. Like, I know. <laughs> it's it's only hard to find the Votan models if you're buying them in plastic from Games Workshop, though. <laughs> yes. So, or, and specifically in North America, they're very easy to get in the UK, which right. I don't understand. I was looking at yeah. one game the other day, and they're like, "Yeah, we've Still got like thirty two in stock, and just make six more just on the make, way this week." Just make friends with anyone from the UK and have them send you some. Yeah. I just or like straight ordered gladiators that like everyone's like, "I can't get gladiators," and I'm like, "There were ten in stock." <laughs> yep, you can use a mail forwarding service as well. There are several of them, which is quite a, what quite a lot of people do. Yeah. Um. All right. Yeah, like you basically have to have Sagittar, right, in order to functionally use the Leagues of Botan army as it exists. I think so. Don't have to, but it oh, definitely you... makes a big difference. You don't have to. Like, I don't have to do a lot of things, but... Like, <laughs> the only reason that everybody's like Votan have like 2,200 points is because the Sagittar is like 50 points undercosted. so... Right. Uh, yeah. I wouldn't say that much. They only went down. I know long. you wouldn't, but you play Votan. No, no. Like, I actually, I do recognize their other doctor. Like, there is no disagreement here that Votan got more than they needed in the slot. They're the same toughness as, like, most mainline battle tanks. Them being toughness 10 is a great feeling when someone shoots a melt at them. They probably should just, like, go up 20 points and down one toughness and then just, like, leave them alone. Yeah, that would require yeah, probably. you actually change data sheets, though. Yeah, and they I've only do that like a couple space times. Marines. I've done that a couple times now. 
the Sagittar and then like gladiators have gone into stock in the United States like twice over like the last few months and they've basically sold out immediately both times. my favorite was the harpy the harpy just being like fucking unobtainium was very funny for a bit <laughs> sure, Terranids had that for, like in the, even in the UK Terranids had that because it was a really dark time you could not get Terranid bottle for love or money yeah, yeah that was and exocrines right now are almost impossible to find in the United yeah, States yeah the same in the UK like I Arboils had to as well, work for mine but, uh that's it for stats though like guys the meta looks a lot healthier than it used to be go play events and break it um we'll see if space marines break it when they come out i don't think they're gonna break it but some people have yeah. been shooting me concept lists that like hurt my brain a little bit so Dude, i think motherfuckers are sleeping on that iron storm detachment real heavy that shit like i don't think anyone's sleeping on that. i don't think anyone i don't, I don't think anybody that matters is sleeping on that detachment. I, when i say sleeping on i'm not saying like it's not good like i think people are like not saying it's like bananas <laughs> i've seen a lot of like the marines book is fine going around and i don't know that that's the case it might in be the fine. context of the last three months marines are probably fine in the context of right now they're probably not in the context but, of yeah. launch eldar they're pretty terrible sure <laughs> yep. yeah i i guess the one thing that I haven't seen is a bunch of practice games where I watch people just annihilate their opponent with Marines yet, but I also haven't seen as it, many practice it, games it with Marines. It seems like the secret is that you remember to take any amount of whirlwinds so that triggering Mercy's weakness is fucking brain dead. And then once you've done that, you can do whatever the fuck you want with the rest of the list. Why don't There's we talk these about... are on my paint desk? Yeah. Why don't we talk a little bit about the Marine book since like no, I don't feel like it. I want to win some tournaments with it before anybody knows what it's doing. Oh, fair. We can also do that. Yeah, we can do that. I, I don't actually know that much. I just, like, the only one I've even bothered to really look at is the Iron Hands one. I took a brief look at the Salamanders one. But the Sally's one is cool. The Sally's one's cool, but going to write a list with it hurt my head, and I was just like, yeah, I'm thinking, never mind. So I have a list <laughs> in my phone named No Fun, Just Gun, and that's the Iron Hands list. <laughs> yep. Look, all I'm saying is, I mean, the Seam and I have had some Discord calls this week, and that's never usually a good sign. <laughs> yeah. That's never a good sign from the meta. No. When the Seam is excited about Marines, I get worried. Yeah. <laughs> There's no Look, dude, They put about. Scouts back to 55. Yeah, Do you know how much I fucking love Scouts? Yeah. The war gear on them is weird now. Scouts are genuinely my favorite data sheet in 40k, and I don't feel like I'm. I feel like that's a thing. I like just regular scouts, not even sniper scouts. Just regular scouts. Well, I have been using them. Before. Yeah, I know, but like I have been winning tournaments with them since I started playing, and I just like I've come to realize that scouts are my favorite thing in Warhammer, and that I just need to live with that. Are you excited about the new sculpt for them? No, not at all. I just like the data sheet. <laughs> like I don't give a toss about anything other. I, than I just really like playing armies that have scouts in them. I think that's what I figured out. Okay. Also, I just want to make an announcement that Scari has posted the only acceptable pie chart because it is just a pie. Ah, uh... yes, that's fair. You can also post. You can also post pie to Nathan. If we get a PO box, we would allow that to happen. Ah, <laughs> don't send pie to a PO box. Why not? What if it's like freeze dried pie? <laughs> what? I mean, if somebody pie. really wants to send me a pie, key lime pie is my favorite. There you go. And Alex Tice has his address, so he does. You'd probably hey, I have his address if anyone needs it. Oh my god, don't offer that to people. <laughs> 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 um, somebody sent me a pie. Like, there's so many pie charts already in here. I don't need this. <laughs> somebody put a, a pie chart in the 3D printing like advice channel. I don't need that either. Like, guys, please. Stop. Good job, guys. I. I hate this already, but it's fine. 
He's invited to a PIO box. Do not send me rhubarb pie. I hate it. Uh... <laughs> I just like the idea of someone sending you ingredients for a pie. Like, here, bake your own pie, bitch. <laughs> Actually, pies are surprisingly easy to make for the most part, so I'm okay with that kind of concept. All right. Then I'm going like to do, gonna do the, I'm gonna very quickly do the plugs. He's plugging. Get down. All right. I'm going to try and speed run the plugs a little faster because I feel like I'm spending like four minutes on them now and I'm kind of a little bit over that. So we've got a bunch of things that we want to do. First of all, YouTube. It's the best place to watch the show. You get to see all the cool infographics and stuff like that and also see our wonderful pretty faces at youtube.com slash statcheck. If you want to be more involved with the community and speaking to us a bunch, patreon.com slash statcheck. $5 a month gets you extra to our Discord community as well as the Vibe Check League, which I will be talking about in a little bit because we have some more stuff to talk about there. If you want to see more stuff from us in general, uh, in addition to the regular shows, we also have End of the Matrix, which is every other Thursday or every other Wednesday, and uh, Exo One, which is every other Thursday. Those are on alternating weeks. That's our general 40k and being a person while playing 40k show, and also our team's photo show run by Nathan and Typhus in the case of End of the Matrix, and Cliff and Jeremy, uh, Cliff and Tim, so apologies, in the case of uh, XM1. We also have to announce uh, Pumba from Team Poland is joining Statcheck as an official host of Subcapacity. He'll be taking a bunch of extra stuff on End of the Matrix. We're really looking forward to working with Pumba. Thank you so much for coming on board. Uh, I don't know his real name. I'm going to be honest. Um, <laughs> I, I, it's very interesting because there's two people on our show that I just don't know their real name. Um, like, like I couldn't write it down. I could vaguely guess. Um, it's an interesting situation. So yeah, those are both other shows on the network. It should be, I think this is an end of the Matrix week. Uh, but honestly, at this point, I just don't know. Time is this, time is fake. This, this is, is a, a X in one week that was yeah. delayed by two weeks. And it's on Wednesday night because Thursday night, Tim's going to be traveling to Tampa, which I will also be at. So if anyone wants to come say hi, come say hi to myself and Tim at Tampa. <laughs> You can also check out a bunch of other stuff on stat-check.com. You can see all the metadata dashboard that Jeremy was playing about, that Jeremy and Nathan were playing about with there. You can see the CRS and the ELO and all the other things that allow you to qualify for Team America and Team Canada, as well as just having a good time with stuff like the articles and messing about with like faction rankings and things like that. It's all on the website. You can also, while you're there, check out stat-check.com slash coaching. If you're interested in here in getting some help from myself and or Typhus, uh, drop us a message at coaching at stat-check.com or there's a link on the website where you can check all that out. Right yeah, Red Dragon and Etsy. So Red Dragon, red-dragon.ca is our primary sponsor for all of our merch and stuff like that. You can see um, the like um, objective mats and dice and all that sort of stuff. We should have a dice restock by Christmas, I think was roughly what was said. So if you're looking to get static dice, that will be something that will be on the cards soon. We're also going to be having things like um, like table mats going up through there at some point. Uh, the designs for that are on our Discord. If you want to see those, do, check, do check, drop into the announcement channel and check it out. They're super cool, and I can't wait to get some to play some games on. Uh, you're also if you're a patron you'll get access to a now 20 percent off discount code because it didn't work for a bit so dan just upped it so if you want to get 20 percent off for it and I, he basically ships worldwide for 40k stuff i don't think he ships to europe but other than that um you can pretty much do whatever you want um dan is an absolute gem and you should definitely support him also saltar games on etsy do all of our counters and tokens they recently launched the black version of all of the counters and tokens so you don't have to lose them uh quite so much and we will hopefully be bringing a bunch of them out to cali cup and or atlanta so if you want to get some of those and you're over in the states and you don't want to pay the shipping on that let us know and we can see if we can get you sorted out with that cool i'm going to plug vibe check a bit because vibe check's being really cool right now so first thing i need to do is shout out the last vibe check league which was won by and i need to go check my notes on this one because i'm going to go mad otherwise ian i think oh i really should have prepped this uh 
It was Ian. Ian won. Yeah. Ian won the last five check league. Chris, he defeated Chris Irvin in the finals. Uh, and then shout out to everybody else who finished lobby on that one. So we did a, we have a $500 Canadian um, voucher for that one. Vouchers for that that went out. So that should have gone out today. Uh, so yeah, we have big, big TTS leagues with big prizes in the Discord. So if that's something that interests you as well, come check it out, especially for the one we're doing at the moment, which is Vibe Check Team. So if you are a member of the StatCheck Patron Discord, you can get access to the Vibe Check League. There's a channel in there where we are running a five-person team event for all of our patrons. At the moment, we have a host team, which is myself, Jeremy, Nathan, Tim, and Ben Jurek. Uh, Anthony wasn't invited because, Anthony, because I put it in the chat and Anthony didn't respond, so I assume he just wasn't playing TTS. And then Anthony betrayed us and made a team himself. Uh, Anthony, who's on your team? Unbelievable. I just got <laughs> absolutely ditched by my boys. Um, my team is me, Sam Lemon, uh, Ruben Fernandez, Brian Sype, and Liam VSL. It's yeah, terrible. There's also, there's also Team Ignite with um, Vic, Myson, Dave Gaylord, uh, and then at some point Chris Rafford and Yoko Johansson will be joining the Discord, I assume, because they put their names down. Um, there's, yeah, there's there's a ton of, ton of awesome people in that league. I think we're up to like 10 teams signed up at the moment, and I expect a few more to be like coalescing over the, over the next couple of weeks. Um, and that will be starting in about two weeks' time. So if that's something that interests you, you want to come on as a solo player, there's a bunch of people just making teams from people that are there, or if you want to bring five people in, we highly recommend getting your, getting you and your five friends to sign up to Discord for a couple of months. You can get access to the League. I think we're doubling the prize pool on that one, Jeremy, you said. Yeah, I haven't announced that yet, but um, so whatever the prize pool is in there, I think we're going to we're gonna double it. I don't know if I'm gonna, we're going to double it flatly, like making it 500 for first place and so on and so forth, or if we're going to stretch the pool down a little bit, we'll need to have a chat about that. But yeah. there will be $1,000 Canadian of prizes for that tournament. Um, so if that's something that interests you, do check that out. With all that said, we're now going to go on to the show questions. Show questions are, as always, pulled from our Patreon Discord. If you want to get a question asked uh, on the show, best places to be there. Otherwise, if you send a super chat in the in the, dis in the YouTube chat, we will 100% get to it. Otherwise, we will see what we do with the time available. With that said, somebody who's looking at it want to start us on the I've first question. Uh, ben from the Discord asks, how many gladiators is the right number of gladiators? Zero to three. I would say yeah. three to four. Zero to three. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm comfortable with anywhere between zero to I could see four. I could see two Reaper, two Lancer, or something like yeah, that. I like the Reaper. I like the Lancer. I also think there's a lot of arguments for other stuff besides them. And if you yeah. told me you weren't playing any, I wouldn't be mad at you. Yeah. Dan F asks, "Will the gladiators ever be in stock again?" They're in stock in the UK right now. I got two on my desk. Find a friend with a printer. Never worry about stuff like that. Some <laughs> of us like plastic. Uh, John sure. asks, so fist or gun at this point? And don't give the both answer. Is that like in general? Redemptors have both a fist edition? and a gun. I'm I, assuming that they are talking about space marines in this situation. I think they're just talking generally. Uh, or maybe in general, generally. if you can gun, you should gun. But if you can't gun, fist is an appropriate substitution if you play it right. But if you do both. If you play it right and your army's stupid fucking fast, that is the only yeah. situation in like, which like if you're playing CSM or Redemptor Dreadnoughts or World Eaters or Angron or you know there are ways to melee this edition. You just have to work for it. But when you work for it, there is still a ton of jank you can do in the fight phase that people underestimate, um, and you can 100 oh, percent get away with playing a melee focused list. 
Yeah, I mean, the, the biggest thing about the punch part of that equation is that, like, is the entire enemy army six inches apart at all times, so you can't pile into shit you didn't charge? No? Well, all right, we. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie, like, Melee this edition feels so much more gotcha than last edition. Oh, it's so bad! It's so like, when you pull melee, like because they worked so hard to remove all the easy stuff, the only shit you can do now sucks ass to have happen to you. You're just like, this can't be right, and then it just is, and you're like, I guess, and you you see like a chaos lord, like fucking like Tokyo drift around your squad to get into range of a unit like 14 inches away from it, and pile into it and bop it on the head, and you're like, cool, I couldn't declare you, but you're dead now because I happened to high roll. Or like what I did to Mycin on the LGT stream, which is like high roll the charge. I guess your army's tagged now. Uh, yeah, there's good job, Games Workshop. Yeah, it's it's not great. I'm not super. What was wrong with last edition's melee? Somebody also, can I have like three points of strength back? What the fuck? Or some AP. Just AP two and three. That's fine. I don't need to be four like a lot of shit was. Yeah, I just need AP three on melee weapons. There was there was definitely too much AP four in melee last edition. Yeah, if I want to get to save, how dare they? Yeah, <laughs> disrespectful. Yeah, John has a second a second part to his question, which is, are we still in a shooting edition? Yes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, and it's not close. Like. The, the best units in Liam VSL's Combat Chaos Space Marines list were the Forge Fiends, guys. <laughs> yep. Uh, James is asking, which team is your current favorite to win the Vibe Check League? All right. Let's go through the team names that are currently signed up, because there's some I, pretty fun ones. I think it's Ignite or the Dutch, probably? Definitely not the Dutch, so Ignite. Well, the Dutch team is the is three Dutch plus Pumbaa and Sako. So definitely not the Dutch team. Um, okay. no, no faith in no faith in Dino. I love Sako, but I'm not rooting for a team with Pumbo on it. <laughs> Wait, what are you gonna do for Alpine? No, oh, no. <laughs> dude, you saw what happened to Alpine. You know we can't trust him. <laughs> so register to vibe check right now, because just because it's fun and I love names like this, uh, we have the almost in shape Vikings. We have tribute because this is not the greatest team that has ever existed. Uh, we have Hack Job, who are all in U.S. time zones. We have Stacked Check, which is the Dutch team with uh, Pumba and Sako. Uh, we have What's a Time Zone? Good luck. <laughs> uh, which is Anthony, Brian, Liam, VSL, oh, Ruben Fernandez, and Sam Lemon. The uh, good luck bit is about like where you're supposed to list your time zone. That's not the team name. Well, that, that's your team name now because you didn't put another team name in. You also didn't list your captain, so we don't you guys are getting one. yellow carded at yeah, the event. Captain now. Yeah, Ooh. Anthony, you're in charge. Oh, fuck. <laughs> uh, we have a range of tryhards. Um, we have team name pending, hopefully something witty. We have team ignite, three, two of which is members still aren't in the Discord. And they've still not given a captain or a time. Or they have given a time zone now, though, so they're only getting a yellow well, card and a red. Three time zones, GMT plus one. Two yeah, that's fine. Three. It counts. <laughs> uh, we have the Northern Hemisphere Metasoft, which is uh, Alex Taus, Dan Hayden, Oliver Johnson, Will Milton, and Nathan B. Uh, and then we have the widest peanuts you know. We have Team Ramrod. Real close. We have Prestige Worldwide. Uh, we have Name to be Confirmed. Uh, personally, I think Team Peanuts has got this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think it's really funny that Team Ignite just suddenly formed because people were like, 
trying to recruit David and uh, people were trying to recruit Lennon who never interacts in our Discord even slightly. Sean talks <laughs> like, a lot. Yo, Sean, I mean, John talks a lot in the Bugs chat. Bugs chat, exactly, yeah, exactly does. and exclusively. He doesn't answer questions there. Yeah, yeah. It's because it's significantly better than the Art of War Bugs chat, as we all know. It, <laughs> it definitely doesn't require him to be on the clock and answer like a customer service man so he can do what he wants there. Yep. You call someone an idiot? Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. I've heard that we're going to get maybe an Icelandic team and some other ones as well. I heard like, there was a German team looking to join and jump in as well, so... I also heard there so, might have been a couple Goonhammer teams that may join. So, Innis, mm -hmm. what is the registration deadline? Since you've already mentioned this, when does this uh, It is the 22nd of October. Um, the actual kickoff is the 23rd. So just under two weeks if you do want to join us. Yep, yeah, two weeks. Is two weeks to figure like out a team. $15 a person because the event, like, you don't have to stay past it. Although we'd love if you did and like participated in more events and stuck around in the Discord, that is actually a great community. Yeah. Essentially, fifteen dollars a person to participate. It's also two weeks per game. Like, you can figure you can figure that out. Yeah, I promise you, it will be fun. Even some of the Chicago locals are trying to figure out a team, although they're in like a negotiation to try to figure out how they're going to do that. Um, with zero teams experience, it will be kind of amusing to see what happens with them. But sorry, we're also going to start applying random penalties to any team that has more than one person who's won a GT on it. So, I mean, I was actually going to start. Uh, you have to I'm play making... Jakari, and you have to play. You have to play the GT faction, the faction that you last won a GT with. You have to play whatever you won your golden ticket with, if you have a golden <laughs> ticket. Easy, all fine. All of those answers are okay. All right, um, those are all the same answer for me. We're going to do some more <laughs> questions now because that seems more fun. Uh, Autark, in quotation marks, Ben. Uh, <laughs> would you rather fight one child-sized Angron or one Angron-sized child? The child every time. Uh, yeah, the child at Angron size. You could that just feels one... significantly less sketchy. That child could skin its knee and probably just lay there for a while and you'd win the fight. Like, it yeah, would be kind. Yeah. Could you imagine punting Angron though? How much fun that would be for like thirty seconds. He has wings. No, no, no. Yeah, wait. More importantly, like even in the 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 books, right? Like little tiny baby Angron killed several full grown men when they went to capture him. Yeah. So they yeah, can yeah. surely just kill think whatever that, funny that would crimes. be. Sure. But just like imagine the vis the visual of just like <laughs> tiny Angron like <laughs> spinning through the air, Team Rocket style into the sun, yeah. big ass axes. Baby Angron's blasted off again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then Ben, of course, asks a cooking question because that's inevitable. Which is, what are your preferred pasta sauces? I think pasta. he's genuinely just trying to sort a menu for us going to Vegas. By the, the way, vodka, I mean, the I prefer a vanilla almond milk. White sauce. <laughs> you can make that if you too don't read the type of your almond milk that you're making a sauce with. Don't ask me how I know that. Okay, let's. I move agree on. with Anthony that it's vodka sauce, though. That is, yeah, the vodka sauce. sauce. If you're going to a new Italian restaurant, you're not sure if it's going to be good. Get the penne alla vodka. That'll tell you everything you need to know about the place. Right. Then John asks, "How do you reconcile with extreme stat outliers like a faction with a thirty-five percent win rate and one person wins a GT and bumps it up to a 50? Uh you So we ignore them usually. Usually, we try to ignore factions with less than ten players on a weekly basis. Uh, I just try not to talk about them, or if I talk about them, I make sure to couch them on the metadata dashboard. Cliff puts some transparency things on there, so if you see factions with really low participation rates, that those factions usually become transparent, so they're a little less obvious on the stats page. Um, I mean, you reconcile it by saying that occasionally, you know, even a broken clock is right twice a day, basically, as long as it's a 12-hour clock. 
Um, you have an eight-hour yeah. clock; it can be right three times a day. Don't don't be ruled down by society's expectations. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to say, uh, JS says, "Riddle me this: Why is Death Guard the only Chaos Marine faction to not have access to Forge Fiends? And if they could take them, what ability would they have?" They really are the only one, aren't they? I didn't even think about that till just now. Uh, um, at least until Empress Tilden comes out. <laughs> oh, man. I went dark all of a <laughs> what, sudden. Um, what ability would they have, though? Would they expand um, Contagion range to another no, unit or something like that? I, I think they would make you roll twice for their devastating... Uh, they wouldn't get devastating wounds. Their weapons would just innately be hazardous, and you have to re-roll successes. <laughs> if, you, if you're in Contagion range, you're, you're not... If you're firing a unit that's in Contagion range, you're not hazardous. Yeah, there you go. It'd be like, like if it. you're firing at a unit in contagion range, you can like reroll the shots or something like that. Uh, Tom um, H asks, now that you can triple vect, what strat no longer exists? Command reroll. <laughs> Command Yo, that. So for anybody who doesn't know, you can do the Vanguard onslaught or Vanguard whatever Space Marines one enhancement for vect. You can collect this vect, Kalidus vect, and Watchmaster vect with Death Watch now, which is just hilarious. It's bad. Uh, it's funny. Vecting the German Demons player's CP reroll is how we won that round. So don't you besmirch the good name of I Vecting <laughs> CP reroll. Especially since you, can't you don't have a choice. Anymore. Right. I mean, it's got it's got to be like slamming triple vect on um, Profanzio, right? Like just the funniest. <laughs> just make thing. it so nobody can use it ever. Again. It's like this stratagem. No. Yeah, you saw like two on that and one on armor contempt, and you're like chilling through the rest of the tournament. Yeah, <laughs> every time it moves, it has to desperate escape because of its own sticky goo. I like how they <laughs> like they do the the Eldar thing where they reflect their speed and like their movement characteristic and the strats and everything having fly. They do that to Death Guard, but the other way, where like there's no movement buffs and they are really slow and they have no way to make it better, and you're just like, all right. Okay, sure. I guess this army's slow. What does it get as a compensation? Oh no, movement value is just inherent, right? Like it's just the thing you have. It's the thing yeah, you pay like resources for. No, it's just low. Yeah. At least Death Shroud don't have advance anymore. So um, they've not done that in a long time. To be fair, Nikki D asks, "What Space Marine unit isn't yet removed from the Codex but should be?" Redemptors. Nah, whirlwinds, a hundred percent. Like they actually should oh, not yeah. have read the translation. Whirlwinds, <laughs> rhinos, drop pods. Drop pods are fine. Drop pods are so tactical. Like, drop pods are so iconic tactical that I think if you got rid of them, I would genuinely yes. just quit Warhammer. But <laughs> I think tactical marines and any firstborn tank. So predators. I haven't. Well. When's the last time you saw a tactical marine in a serious tournament list? Because I think uh, it might be seventh ed. Dude, I run fucking. 15 of them in world leaders they just have chain axes no no no. i mean like the actual <laughs> tactical marines data sheet i don't think no. I've seen i don't think i've seen one of the tables in seventh ed in a list that i was like even remotely thought was taking itself seriously they got combat squads back in the codex dude i don't care are they seven points a model yet no they're like 13 points a model is seven points a model even cheap enough to use them Seven points a model, you would definitely take them. Because seven points a model, I would run like four squads. I think like thirty-five yeah. points for that. Like you would OC run them. two. They're there's still two wounds and and T four with a three up. Like they're not that bad. That the seven points a model wouldn't be taken. Yeah, like they're, they're the same points as gargoyles at that point. Like you're fine with that, right? Yeah, I would definitely <laughs> take fly. a two wound gargoyle that has a three up. 
Uh, Sam um, has two questions. The first of which is, in Age of Sigmar, there's an event called NashCon in which they allow each player to submit two lists of their faction, and before each game, you decide which list to take. What do you think of such a format, and would you like to play in a... Bro, we can't get people to paint one list properly or know the rules for it. Like... Yeah. <laughs> be fair. If you're forced to use the same detachment... No. And then nope. you just... No, it would have to be, like, two different detachments and stuff, right? Like you'd have to make it, like, two different detachments, no unit overlap. Like, you could make it interesting, but... No. No unit overlap, just have battle line. But, like, it just wouldn't be... It doesn't sound that fun. Just... It kind of... Warhammer it just makes isn't a best of even isn't more... a best of whatever yeah. format. Unlucky. It makes like everything even more coin flippy, which is not what I want I'm personally. I'm also gonna let people know that best of formats are funny because statistically they like don't make things more even, but that's they don't change there. the outcome. They you don't. just spend more time playing games. Yeah. Good job. Uh two, the second question is instead of having tiebreakers during singles events such as opponent game game win percentage, battle points, strength of schedule, etc. What do you think of TOs simply awarding all of the people who went 5-0 and oh instead? Yeah, I think you genuinely, yeah. that's the way you deal with tiebreakers. Everybody who went 5-0 and oh is first place. Well done, all of you. Congratulations. Awesome. You want more segregation? More, run more rounds. Yeah. Stop running five rounds. Especially at like 300 people. Tiebreakers do not matter at RGTs. Whoever, everybody who went 3-0 who went, who went and 0 in RGT won. Congratulations to all of you. Yeah, I'm on the same page. Also, anything that makes there be less OGW around. Yeah, I just every genuinely don't think, like... O... Sorry, Anthony. I was just saying, every time I have to play an OGW event, I end up angry. Somebody's going to ask me to elaborate on best of formats not making things more fair. There's actually a really no, good episode of a show... There's a really good episode of a show that talks about how best of formats actually don't make things more fair and i am going to link it in the show description later when i find it i think it is um adam ruins everything i think he talks about best of formats not improving things statistically but i'll figure it out and i'll post it below because he goes into a better explanation than i have it's gonna be something like the win rate in chess is basically the same as the go for as the win it's rate actually for, like, the... professional sports and best of sevens and professional sports and stuff yeah, like that it's gonna be great because people um a, i think it's the football episode but we're gonna continue on to yeah. typhus's question because he asked a question in the discord despite the fact that he doesn't have to which is, who of the stat check crew would you associate with each Primark? Um, and we're going to include everyone. So we're going to start with Jeremy because Anthony's the first on this. Well, let's just do it in order so we don't get lost. Like, there Anthony. are a lot of us now. Angron. Angron. Ogum. Uh, Ines. Which one are you pointing at? Like, <laughs> I was pointing at, at the, that way. Jeremy. Uh, Jeremy. Yeah, I was trying to go that way. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Innes. I don't relate to Angron at all. Uh, uh, Ferris. because uh, he... Something... Insert joke about no head here. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Pumbaa. Which one's Magnus, most like a cat? right? Perderabo? <laughs> no, nah, it's Magnus. It's the yeah, most really like... Magnus. Here's my perfect 88-step plan. One thing went wrong! <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jeremy... Dorn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got to be Dorn, right? Like just <laughs> the perfect calculation all the time. Cliff. Valdor. I was gonna say he gets Valdor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he gets the primary. Sanguinius, because he's the most beautiful man I've ever seen. <laughs> Actually, 
I think Sanguinius has more ass than Cliff does, though. That is fair. true. Yeah, <laughs> so, it, so it can't be Sanguinius. Unlucky. Stats dad, Lorgar. Sorry, buddy. Oh, that's no, not at all. Oh, that hurts my feelings so deeply. <laughs> oh no! I, if I was going to give Nathan anybody, it'd have to be Perturaba, right? I was going to say Fabius. We'll just you know downgrade him slightly. Oh, not no. a Primark. Yeah. That's not even a Primark. That's You're very Gulliman to me, Nathan. That's fine. Oh, somebody said Kasaro Khan. I accept that actually. Just for I'll the beard, it. yeah. Uh, typhus. Um, I mean, it's Mortarian, right? Like it well, just Nathan, has to be. Nathan it's Roberts in the name. Don't forget. Oh, Nathan, Nathan Roberts is nice. Sorry, I read that as Nathan. Nathan. <laughs> Nathan is. I don't know him well enough to be like. Bam. Whenever I can't <laughs> think of one, I tend to think of like. Gilliman or Dorn is kind of our two more feel, generic primarchs. I feel like Nathan could be Alfarius because all of Team England's the same. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> that's very one. fair. Uh, he's Omegon because Typh- he's the little brother as well. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Typhus is next. Ty- uh, honestly, as much as I would love to be Fulgrim, it, that's Typhus. Typhus is Fulgrim. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> and then Puma again a second time and he's still Magnus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, this time this time he's Malkador the Sigilite, like he's just the little dude. Yeah. Which 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 Primark has the most cat ears energy? That's That's Magnus, right? Magnus. It's gotta be. Yeah, yeah Magnus, yeah. yeah. The nipple horns are basically cat ears, but for your chest. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Sam asks, what do you guys think about the WTC FAQ erratas? Any notable standouts? Uh, I think I the biggest care. one is that one-shot weapons come back on everything. Right? I know. Honest, no, honest to God, like, all of the things I've seen, people, like, freak out a little bit about. Just don't care. Well, it's all just, like, stuff that I've seen across every tournament. We just, like, didn't play it at WTC, which was better, but, like, whatever. Yeah. We still have the charts through walls thing. I could not care less about any other thing they have. However, Jeremy, I think that's a good one. So there's two things. One, their their insistence right now is that they do not balance the game. They merely FAQ it to keep it consistent. So that wall charge might not last. Yeah, that's not a balancing. Sure. That's a playability thing. What's Anyways, the other one, though, Jeremy? Um, so the one that made me chuckle a lot is that. Um, transports if you use firing deck don't consume single one-shot weapons dude this bad boy can fit so many demo charges in it (laughs) i just want to run six goliaths around the around around the table now with 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 accolades inside just shooting demo charges every turn killing army faster than tau do i mean it's only four hazardous checks per goliath no dude it's plus the base one Like they have a cash demolition charge on the side. No, I'm not going to use the cash demolition charges. You're not going to use the free extra demo charge. You're just going to no, throw the right, four inside. That anymore because we're playing power level. <laughs> well, you would you would also like you want the truck to explode, right? So you can get out and do it again. Yeah, that's true. Actually, plus you can throw uh, the saboteur, the saboteur that's inside it. Yep. Eric asks a longer question, which is, "Hi guys, your coverage and hype for team events at WTC has been really a really potent catalyst for getting me more interested in it." It was great watching all the footage, commentary, and post-game analysis, particularly for somewhat lesser-known teams. Really excited to see what they do next year. If you had to guess for next year, who do you think the second-ranked team from the Oceania Oceania, subcontinent will pick as their captain next year? The second-ranked team? So, Australia and New Zealand have both already announced their captains. So, like, I don't think this is a question. It's who got picked as New Zealand's captain? Finn Decker. 
Yeah, then I start so like complaining. This, like this, this was an attempt at a David Gerard question. Reference. I know it was. This but fell I flat. To yeah, sorry. Yeah. Buddy. Sorry, they picked their captain already. It's Finn Decker. Sorry. Honestly, Australia will. Taos is right. Australia will be the second ranked Oceania team in twenty twenty four. Well, yeah, that's because that's because like Philippines are going or some shit, right? <laughs> uh, Richard asks, looking at the new Space Marines Codex coming out, are there any units or combos you're looking forward to trying out with the new detachments? I could talk about. Okay, I have a dumb combo that I really, really, really want to try in Firestorm. Very okay, upset. so. Here's the setup, right? No, dude, Anthony, you're gonna you're gonna hate this. <laughs> so you have a Landry to Redeemer packed to the guilds of the aggressors and like a captain and stuff, and you throw it forward and you get the guys out and the aggressors and like the aggressors are not the point here. The aggressors are the window dressing. Like they're a thing that is involved in this list. And then you have a drop pod, okay? And inside that drop pod is nine Infernus Marines and Vulcan Heston. And you get the drop pod and you slam it down on the turn that you disembark from the land raider next to the land raider. And you get out with your Infernus Marines and they fire at something and you get full wound rerolls because of um because of Vulcan pointing at them and saying you have wound rerolls and oh, your Redeemer gets it as well. Going. And then you embark them in the land radar. Yeah. <laughs> oh, for the love of God. <laughs> I love everything. And I don't think it's good. I do not care. I'm going to play that on RTT at some point. Can't I love be any worse someone than actually movie. taking advantage of the fact that you can take a squad in the one in in the one to nine in the five to nine range. Yeah, dude, I'm just you. gonna no, I'm just gonna understrength it. Like, it, yeah, you're no, paying... I mean, like, but it's a legal understrength. <laughs> yep, I mean, be like understrength ten nine man squad. Let's do this. Question it's gonna Luke. suck. Question from Luke is: Can we do an Anthony learns math episode about pie charts with Cliff and Nathan? No. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds just... awesome. I would love to do one where I teach you guys about pie charts, actually. I think that'd be really funny. I'd be like, look how cool it looks, and you guys are just freaking out the entire time. <laughs> that'd be great. Um, and then I'm going to go into our Super Chats. Uh, Cass says, didn't know it was your first GT win. Congrats, Jeremy. Uh, Dorian Bashaw asks a rules question. Um, actually, a stats compiling question. A question on stats compiling with the incoming Space Marine Codex. How will you Hello. break down these Space Marine based chapters or detachments? Um, the same way we do it now. Down the same way that you see for the Tyranids thing. And then we'll talk about anything if there's like huge outliers like we did previously. Yeah. <laughs> someone, somewhere, someone just bought a Land Raider. I also can't find Land Raiders in the US right now. So it's. Oh. Uh, you can also you can also do that combo with six inceptors and a repulsor. And then the <laughs> next thing is from Chris, which says Nathan, a deep dish pizza is a three D pie chart of how much deep dish pizza is left. That's true. That's true for all pies, um, and most pizzas. Not maybe also square pizzas, but we'll talk about that later. Uh, Luke McCarthy asks, "Can we get Nathan a spherical pie chart ornament for Christmas?" Sure, you can talk to one of my co-hosts about it. I'm sure they'll figure it out for you. You know, like that the Lego globe that they do, that but it's just like a pie chart. Yep. Uh, Davlos, who submitted a currency that I don't recognize, which is SGD, um, Singaporean something, yeah, right? Singaporean dollars. Okay, uh, cat petting and coffee tax for 3D bar chart. Sorry, not sorry, Nathan, which is generally the reaction I get when people do this kind of stuff to me. Uh, ben McJurick says, not only a chart, but make it a 3D chart and show us the inter interactable graph in VR. Stat check joins the metaverse. We would never. We're better than that. Adam Camilleri asks, uh, or asks, Jeremy, the people want to know what dark packs you forge in order to get six Sagittars together, and how does one learn that skill? So here's a fun... Really fun story. Buy them from Dan, probably. 
No, actually, I did not buy these ones from Dan because Dan has not had any in stock since the book launched almost. Actually, Dan has six Sagittars on his shelf right now. <laughs> but yeah, I went and used the Google shopping feature. So I just went and looked for League of, League of Votan Sagittar, clicked the shopping button on Google, and it let me know everywhere then in Canada that had them in stock, that had free shipping, and that had them at a discount. Um, there are now none left in stock anywhere in Canada that, <laughs> that ship. Um, so that was fortuitous, but yeah, I bought seven. I shipped one to a buddy, one of the Star Trek patrons who was looking for one, uh, and then kept six for myself. Uh, at the same time, I believe two others of my locals did the same thing. We bought something like, I think it was 18 Sagittars between the three of us and just said they're here now. Um, the seven that I bought came from Edmonton, which is anyone who knows the scale of Canada about a six hour flight away um and yeah it's a good time next on it is from pizza guardian which is do you guys have a subscribers a subscribe star account i don't know what that is no idea what that is when you when, when this is Ishik, by the way from wtc when when he asked this i then looked it up and i still don't fully understand what subscribe star is and then... i assume it's something that Ishik has sales in so he can get a private island bought <laughs> Uh, contact loss, which is probably just Tomek asks, is Beef Wellington still a pie? I don't think Beef Wellington is a pie, but maybe I'm not an expert on pies anymore, or never was. I was really hyped by the idea of Beef Wellington, then I find out it has mushroom in it, and I'm just, like, not a fan. And then <laughs> Brian is a steak dish. I do not think it qualifies as a pie. And then Brian Sype asks, how do I spend Canadian dollars asking for a friend? Uh, if you win Red Dragon's thing, they will just give you credit equivalent to the Canadian dollars. And you, you don't, have to worry don't about need to know because you won't have to worry about it, Brian. Not going to happen. Also, Plus, any, any team that involves a stat check host can't win the prizes. So, yep. Yep. Also, um, I apparently missed a question in the show questions thing, but I think it's because somebody posted it in the wrong place. Uh, Tricky Nick asks, you infiltrating 11 Terminators or playing six Dreadnoughts now? Probably both. I like the idea of both. But look, I already have my three pluses painted. You guys can't even accuse me of bandwagoning on this one. Like, literally have already won a tournament with five, with three pluses Dreadnoughts. So, like, for and me... And you've also won a tournament with three Redemptors as well, right? No, I've never won a tournament with three Redemptors because I didn't own three Redemptors. Do <laughs> you now? Yes. <laughs> and then that's but I already own three whirlwinds too. I only had I didn't have to buy a lot for this list. Uh, I will be trying the the, the um, infiltrating terminators though, because that list does sound hilariously fun. Alright. And then and Shrike went down in points, which is fun for... too. That's it for super chats and also for Discord questions. Um somebody said there was a Nurgling question, but we talked about a Nurgling question last week, but I didn't see a super chat about a Nurgling question. Oh, and there I was one really... there. There was one in the Discord. It is if you threw a Nurgling off a building, would it splat like dough? Like would it just flatten or would it like explode? It would pop. I think it like would. A water I think balloon. it would flatten, explode, and then like rematerialize and just wander about its day. Oh, like a Tom and Jerry. Answer. It was in the main show questions, by the way. Um, asked it. it. If you dropped it, yeah, it's after John's question about are we still in a shooting edition and James's question of what the favorite to win vibe check was. And it's okay. if you dropped a nurgling from a great height, would it deform like a lump of dough or burst like a tomato? I say burst like a tomato. Yeah, Anthony, you've been or kicked like off your really... team, by the way, because Liam needs a new army. So, <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. 
Brian, right. just sell um, like half your Harlequins. Half? Brian, sell three models from sell yeah. your sell your regular avatar. You're never gonna use it anyway, and you can buy Liam all the factions. Most of the questions are just Johannes telling me and wanting to know more about randomness in things and best of formats, which I'll talk about some other time. Uh, Johannes also asks what stores in the UK have gladiators. Uh, I bought mine from Element. They had like 10 plus in stock last I looked, but I don't they know. They don't have any in stock right now, but they do have a whole bunch coming on Friday, according to their website. And Element is usually pretty good with predicting their stock because they're one of the largest retailers in the UK, so they get preferential treatment. And the yeah, other one um, is Cultus Chan, who asks, does Red Dragon ship to US for 40k stuff? And they do indeed. I have gotten a bunch of stuff from Red Dragon for Including a Bane stuff. Blade. Although that was probably mostly just because, yeah, it's somewhere. I put it away because I don't have time to build it right now, but I'll do it later. You better be leaving part of that for me to build. Yeah, I'm going to leave just like one piece for you to assemble. Don't worry about it. Sorry, I'm going to bring a ton of purity seals to glue onto it so that you have to paint a bunch of purity seals as well. <laughs> I mean, okay. Can, I'm just gonna write Innis on them a bunch. Yeah, that's fine. In tiny micro pen. Hey, that's it. That's all I got. We're done. Good night. <laughs> so long. Thanks for all the fish. It's a good one, Brian. Brian Sipe says the only hope for the meta is to get Liam so many options he doesn't have any practice with any particular army. It's for the people, guys. The is the Bane Blade on my fridge? It's not. It's not on top no. of my fridge. Is the Bane Blade here with us in the room with us right now? It's in my heart where it belongs always. All right, guys. Thank you very much for sticking with us for another hour and a half long show of Stat Check. This was episode 64, 10 out of 10, no notes. Please do remember to check out all the things that I mentioned earlier. That's YouTube, Patreon, Coaching, XM1, End of the Matrix, Red Dragon, Stat and Saltar Games on uh, Etsy. And also, if you're coming to the California Cup, please do check out the classes. They are on Eventbrite. There is a link down below. We would love to see you there. The event is in just under a month now, and we can't wait to be out there. If you're also going to be at the event, come say hi. Uh, we'll be doing coverage and all that sort of thing there. We should have, uh, hopefully at some point, we'll have like a blog post that just like tells you guys what we're doing for that because um, it would be it would be super cool and we hope you guys tune in and enjoy. Otherwise, have a great week. Good luck at any tournaments throughout this weekend. Nathan, roll us out. Bye-bye. For more shows like this, check out the Goonhammer Media Network. More info at media.goonhammer.com.